Hello, everyone. This is Jason, your host. Uh, I know you guys are, like, confused about the intro song there. Yeah. I didn't realize the last two episodes, that's what happened with the song. And, of course, this episode as well. It's just a technical thing. I'll fix it next week. I have to import over um, some song bites and whatnot. Because I, what I did was I was thinking up some different songs, and I accidentally combined some and <laughs> accidentally cross over names. But that's not the point. This is my weekly episode. I've, if you've noticed so far, I've switched over to a different kind of pattern where I do one episode. I do one episode with guests and one episode solo and alternates. That way I can get stuff out to you on a regular basis because that's my plan. Get stuff out on a regular basis. You still get the good, fun-loving, the good, fun-loving group stuff, but you also get some one-on-one time with your boy. Anyway, let's get to the talk. Today we're going to talk about two topics really. Uh, one of them is going to be how do I put this perfectly? The phrase I was trying to think of was uh, I was trying to open up with something interesting, and the phrase that I came up with was sensitivity. But it's not really a sensitivity so much as it is basically insecurity. That's what I was looking for. That phrase is what I was looking for. Insecurity because. I was in one of my good friends the other day. That's how all these stories are going to begin and end. But anyway, and we're talking about insecurity because they uh, often do not trust their friends' um, reaction to them. Like if their friend gives them a compliment or their, their boyfriend, girlfriend gives them a compliment, they, they always double check it. They, they're insecure about how they feel toward people and things like that. They're very untrusting. And I bring this up because I was having this wonderful conversation, an in-depth conversation with my lady about that. And I disclosed that to me personally, uh, insecurity is the opposite of love. Because, well, not the opposite, but adjacent to the opposite, if, if you know what I mean. Because you can't truly be in love with somebody and at the same time be insecure. At least I don't feel you can. Because, And I say this because... When you truly care about somebody, love somebody, blah, 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 you have to have trust, respect, and all these things. You have to have a certain amount of trust for people. I don't think it should be infinite, but you have to have a certain amount. Like, with my relationship, I trust my lady to do, you know, what she needs to do, right? Because, in my case, my lady is by herself most of the time. She's a freaking adult, so she can just be to herself. And... I have to trust that she's, you know, being faithful, doing what she's saying, all the good stuff. And never in my mind do I ever doubt that in any way, shape, or form. Because if I love somebody, I can't be looking over their shoulder trying to make sure they are going to do what they're supposed to be doing. Like, I can't waste my time with that. Um, I was looking at a topic question for uh, Brisky's Place. Good podcast, check it out. And they're talking about, should a woman uh, trust a man who leaves his girlfriend or otherwise for them? And I honestly think that that is a stupid idea. And let me explain to you why. There is a problem. Insecurity is an issue. But being the opposite of insecure, which is too confident, is also an issue. That was going to be my second topic. Being too confident and being insecure. Because any girl or boy or boy who trusts that 
this new potential partner who left their potential partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, for them is going to actually stick with them, that's it, foolish because they are not going to be loyal to you. If they're with this person X amount of days, months, years, whatever, and they leave for you, don't. people have to realize that's not because they love you more than the other person. It's simply, that's simply not true. They left because you are the new thing. They don't like what they have, and you are the rebound. You are what people will go toward. Like, I know a couple of years ago, when I got out of my bad relationship, when I was getting out of it, like, I knew it was the end. I wasn't, I didn't move on to somebody else, but you know how your mind wanders. My mind wandered to this potential partner that I was going to have, and... I thought of all these crazy things we can do, how great we'd be together, all that great stuff. I thought about that, but I didn't do it because I was still technically with the person. I thought that was wrong. They didn't do it. These people who will do that, they'll go out there and actually sleep with them and stuff like that, and they'll prep up this idea of what they want a relationship to be like. And the issue that, that arises is fantasies are always better than reality. That's just the over-under of it. Fantasies are always better than reality. And... When that fantasy goes away, when you actually start staying with them, learning their habits, learning the negative things about them, the rose-colored glasses disappear, and then you honestly learn and realize that they're not any better than the person you've been with. And so, you know what happens? They hop on to their next conquest. They go on to their next milestone, basically. Like, okay, this is a good lay, but this is not for me. Like... If, it's, if you're a girl, hey, he can eat the box. If you're a dude, he can lay down some, you know, you, you know, he can eat the box, lay down some pipe. If you're a dude, like, hey, she got that wet wet, all that good stuff. But dating and fucking are different. <laughs> That's just what it is. Like, once you start seeing somebody for where they really are, you'll, you know, you'll get scarce. I'm talking about both sides of this fence. When you start seeing that person you, you into that left their significant other for you, and the cracks start, you know, showing. We're like, oh man, they, uh, they really don't, you know, they're not faithful. They're they're upsetting. I, I can see why, you know, their partner and them didn't work because they're not a great person. Because what the thing is, when you're courting, people see your best foot. When you're courting as that other person outside of their relationship, you're putting your best forward, and they're putting their best forward because they're trying to get you. That's a normal process in human development that we learn that you should put your first foot forward they said in um, some research that kids learn to lie for two reasons one to improve their status in the household in their, their parents eyes and also to protect other people it's crazy that kids learn to lie to protect other people and that sticks in us at seven so when we become adults we've mastered it to where we'll lie to get what we want like i said improving status so they'll lie to you to improve their status, and they'll lie to the other person, you know, their current significant other, to protect their feelings. That is the wildest thing, because that basically is just telling me that lying is engraved in us, but we have to rise above that and be better than that. But I'm saying this because I know some people who are in this situation, and I will be with them, and I will make sure that, you know, I give them advice and walk them through the path. But I don't seem hopeful for this because if you are trying to date somebody who is dating somebody, married to somebody, engaged to somebody, living with somebody that they're telling I love you to, that they're building this life with, 
even if they're going to abandon that person, you don't want to build a life with this person because they are not loyal to that person. There's one thing, it's one thing that if you are done with somebody and you are moved on emotionally, physically, mentally, and then you're trying to build something with somebody, that is normal, that's fine because that is an acceptable, healthy process. But if you are trying to just hop, skip, and jump while you're still attached to this person, that's not healthy, nor is it good for not only you, but for them, because all that's leading to is heartbreak and anguish, because what's going to happen if that person leaves them for you and then just gets bored with you or annoyed with you and move on to somebody else? You can't be shocked. You don't have a right to be upset because it's something that was written in the stars. Uh, What if they decide to stay with their potential partner? That's always an option. Or what if you are the what are you? What if you are the fling in their relationship? They're uh, in, in some not great relationships, by the way, where the person will try to leave and they'll have like flings sometimes last six, seven, eight months, and they just end up back with their original partner because it was just that. It was a they were my mother used to call it stepping out. You'd step out on your wife, and you'd have a whole girlfriend on the side, but or a whole boyfriend or whatever have you. And you just get back together all forgiven. And you're sitting out there in the cold looking stupid. Like, that's a real viable option. That's something that can really happen to you. That's the overconfident. Back with the insecure thing. Insecure can lead in that too. Like, if you're constantly... People who are insecure try to reaffirm their status in life. They try to carve out and stand who they are in a relationship. They try to make sure you know, I'm alpha. I'm head dog. I'm the man. Or I'm the woman. This is my man. This is my girl. I've dated people like that. That that's their main thing. They want to make sure that everyone knows this is mine. And that's a problem in itself because that makes you defensive of things that you sh- don't have any reason to be defensive of. Like me personally, I get this all the time. I've always gotten all my life because I have a lot of female friends, and a lot of my exes are my friends. Like they know the boundaries, and all the people I'm dating understand that I don't just like. If I'm dating somebody, if I am dating somebody, I always make sure let everybody know that I'm with somebody and don't try that funny stuff. If you try that funny stuff, I'm not going to hang out with you. And I'm going to tell on you. That's why it's my prerogative. That's why I've always done I've had to do this before, and I'll do it again. Because yeah, I like that I like that cone of honesty. I want to be honest with my partners. And that's... For saying that even to an insecure person is sometimes not enough. If you're dating someone who's truly insecure, like to the point where they don't believe that level of things, you have to have a real conversation with them. You have to understand that's something you want and have a real conversation with them. Because if showing that you're faithful, if saying you're faithful, if actions and words don't make it, you're going to have a constant issue. You're going to have an issue where they feel like you're creeping, that you're stepping out, you're doing something wrong even when you're not. And that person, even if you're not for long periods of time, like I know at one point I just came straight home, went to sleep, went to work, all that good stuff. What ends up happening is they'll invent ways. You get you get too close to somebody. You tell too many jokes to somebody. They'll invent, they'll invent uh, perspectives. They'll lean their perspective in, into a way where it says, oh, look at that. That's wrong. Even when reality, when reality it's harmless it's got no ill will no bad intent but they will make that because that's 
how they view relationships, be it from past experiences, traumas, and whatnot. And I'm not blaming them for that because that's trauma. It's something you got to work through, but that's something you, you definitely need to work on. I only blame people for traumas if they ain't working on it because that just means you're living in your own reality. And the issue with living in your own reality is your reality is just that yours. It's not the reality. It's a reality. And that's a problem. That is something that does not work. It's, that can be the death of relationships. Honestly, insecurity is the death of relationships. It really is because it causes people that you don't want to be around somebody who's always accusing you of doing something bad. You just don't because it makes you feel like they don't think highly of it. They think that this is just who they are. That's a creep. That that person is a creep and they, they'll, they'll never be faithful and things like that. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. It's, it's awful, honestly. Uh, I've dealt with it. I've worked through it. I've had major issues. Not for me because I'm... I'm not a jealous type at all. I'm so opposite jealousy on that side of the spectrum that I have <laughs> I have gone over to the wrong side where it's like even if something is apparent to me, I'm just like, eh. So that's caused a lot of issues, but it is what it is. It's just something growing pain, something you got to deal with, something you got to work through, you know what I mean? It's just reality of situation. But you have to understand, that's how it is sometimes. That's the over-under of it, you know? And here's an here's the interesting thing about that. If you're faced with somebody that you really care about who has those problems, you have to sit down with them, eat something, you can go to psychiatrists, or you just sit down with them one-on-one and work through it together. Come to understanding, compromise, all that good stuff. Because if you don't do those things, your relationship has a clock ticker on it. It's got a countdown. It's got a timer on it. When it runs out, you're done. You know, you're, you'll be one step away from being accused of something. You'll be one step away of, oh, you you hung out with that person way too long. What? I didn't know I had a time limit on that. Uh, you make a crass joke. You, you caught staring. Things that are normal for people. I know somebody, uh, a good friend of mine, her husband is the most jealous person in the world. To the point where... I'm not, I am a ghost. Like, they're not supposed to be talking to me because her husband truly believes I'm trying to smash. Even though the only three things that we talk about when we are around each other is babies, because I got a kid, she got technically four, uh, the Bible, and I'm not even kidding, the actual Old Testament Bible is what we talk about. Uh, there's the Bible, and last but certainly not least that we talk about is, I mean, we talk about relationships, but I know that's a thin line where, like, you can't say anything bad about somebody. Like, oh, your husband's trash, or oh, your girlfriend's trash. We don't do that. We do not dog our significant others. We talk about nice things we can do. What's something sweet I can do for my girlfriend? What's something sweet I can do for my husband? What's something nice I want to or we talk about self-improvement like I know I do this relationship and it's wrong and I'm working on it because I don't want to treat them that way because they deserve to be treated with respect love care and consideration that's the kind of stuff we talk about that's the good stuff but that's not the same thing he hears you're talking to some dude and you can't have it it's insecurity and all insecurity does is push the person away and they have mentioned that 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 this insecurity that they have pushes her away 
Like, she doesn't want to talk about certain things because of the reaction. And I can relate to that because I have to tiptoe sometimes. I have to curb what I'm going to say because it will be taken the wrong way. You know what I mean? Because I speak very bluntly. I say what it is, and that is problematic. Because sometimes you need a little care. You can't just be crass. You can't just be like, well, it is what it is. Even though I do that a lot, you can't always do that. And that was a growing pain that I had. Because I don't want to push somebody away. I have done that. I've been on the, I have been on the, I know I connected the insecurity and confidence in one thing. Because it's true. I have been the person that's, that because of my significant other's insecurity, they were insecure. They pushed me away, but they didn't go away. And by pushing me away, it's like they pushed themselves away into somebody else. And they left me for that person. And that person left them for somebody else. It was a full circle kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's weird. I don't get it. I don't understand this whole thing. I guess it's because I have I've run these problems dating, but I always thought they were unique to me, which is totally wrong. Here's a fun fact. Almost all dating scenarios are never unique to you. Other people have gone through them. Every people have. I've had people who've had, I know people who have done wild things to keep the relationship, who had threesomes and things like that to keep the relationship going, even though they're not, they don't even swing that way. I've seen people just, I've seen people try to pay their significant other to stay around. That's wild. Like, don't get twisted. If my girlfriend ever asks, you know, says, hey, I'll pay you to do X, Y, and Z. I mean, I'm going to take it because, because, yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> but it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It's the wildest shit I've ever seen. But if I were to give one advice in this little mini thing, one, one bit of real unadulterated advice, it would be understand understand your insecurities if you're on that side of it understand why you do this understand why you behave this way and work on it just take one thing and work on it for a week and then you move on another thing and work on it for a week and just and i know it's i know it sounds like oh i'll get over in a week no, no no you won't at all but it's a process you work on it a week go around to all the problems you think you have and address them and circle back and work on it more it's a process. Take your time. Be patient. Patience is key. And here's another thing that I just realized while saying this. The insecurity. People are insecure. Like I said with late earlier. People are insecure and they run to these people who promise them a future they're going to build with them. And what they do is they start idolizing that relationship that the other person has with them. At least the good parts. Like one of my friends. She, she wants to be with this dude forever. Even though this dude has a whole girlfriend that, you know, he's been with for a very, very long time. But she wants that. She's never had a relationship that's been that long. So she wants that. She thinks that if she can win this guy, he's going to stay with her for all this time. But the fact of the matter is, if people see you a certain way and you do nothing to change the perception of you, they're going to treat you like their perception. If they see you as somebody that... It's cool with being the other dude or the other chick. And you don't want to do anything about it. You're just like, yep, that's what it is. I'm fine with that. That's how they're going to treat you. That's just the end of all of that. People are going to treat you how you accept to be treated. And 
that's it. Like, perception is reality. That's all there is to it. And it's not just your reality in that case. It's the reality. And that is problematic. And I just... It's just weird. And with the whole overconfidence thing, don't... I hate to use the phrase self-respect. Because whenever I say that, people think... I'm being disrespectful to a group or a person or ideology or something like that. I'm not. I'm just saying, when I say self-respect, I mean in a positive way. Have self-respect. Don't be somebody who chases after somebody who doesn't really know if they want you. And that's the truth. They don't know if they want you. They think that they want you because you're the shiny new toy. It's like... You ever read, like, for your video game people out there, you ever just really want to play this new video game? Like, you ever, like, Gears of War, perfect example. I love Gears of War 1, 2, 3. I didn't like 4. 4 was just bad. But when 5 got announced, I'm like, I gotta play that, even though I've been soured on the entire franchise because it's new. It's new, and I can think of all things they could do because I don't know it all. It's all unknown to me. The unknown aspects make it very attractive. To flip it for you, imagine you have a TV show that you kind of hate, but you watch it because it's something you always watch. You always will see, you, you talk about how terrible it is, how you just don't like certain characters, they annoy you, hate having them on the screen. But when they're on screen on that show, you're sitting there waiting for how they're going to annoy you, how they're going to annoy on your nerves. Why? Because even though you hate that, it's new. It's different. It's exciting. It's entertaining. That's what that relationship is. That's what being the other person is. It's exciting. Because it's different. People love different. They crave different. Look at phones. People buy iPhones every year. Same phone. And I'm an iPhone person. Same phone. Every year. But people do it. Why? Because it's new. They like new. People, it's unknown. Even though it is known. Weird, right? But... I just had to get that off my chest because I've been giving advice for like a week now on that topic and I had to get that out there. I promise next week I'll have the actual intro back up and I did hear that I got a low grain, a low grade uh, logo up and I think I used the old low grade logo because when you're uploading podcasts they want a specific uh, dimensions on it and I had to have a special dimension when made for the logo because I had one for the site and the site one is different for one on a podcast so the podcast one is can be smaller or the site one can be smaller but it, that's neither here nor there I use that for Twitter and everything but anyway I'll have that back up and running if not, if not this week then next week promise 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 um, time to do the shameless self promotion this is Emotions and Shh Podcast you can find us on Facebook under ENS Podcast you can find us on Instagram at at ES Podcast One. Finds on Twitter at Emotions and S H H H. You can find us on every, if you want to listen to us, you can find us every single audio podcast thing you listen to from Castbox to Deezer to iTunes to Podbean to Spotify and Spreaker, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're probably there. If not, let us know, we'll get there promise we're even trying to get to pandora because they just open up their mode of doing that also i always gotta do this follow my girl haven rain 
H-A-E-V-Y-N underscore R-E-Y-H-N-E on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. She uses all of them. Same name. Check out Brisky's Face Podcast. Uh, Brisky, B-R-I, oh wow, I, B-R-E-S-K-I, Place. It's a great show. Great, 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 great. Fantastic. Our, we had a two-parter not too long ago that had them as guests and it was fantastic it was good but on that note i ain't got no more shout to do i ain't got no more rambling to talk about next week you know as you know we'll have actual guests on you know talking chat and all that good stuff and then also next week you'll have me back i already got this, the episode planned out in everything because that's what we do here we plan but on that laters goodbye